From Bentonville, the epicenter of retail's hometown, it's the Supplier Community Podcast, giving you 24-7 access to a community of emerging and experienced thought leaders in the retail space. Enjoy the show. Hi, this is Matt Lawrence. Welcome to my takeover of the Supplier Community Podcast. For the next few weeks, I have the privilege of sitting down with some of the most connected folks in town to discuss business, Bentonville, life, and whatever happens to come up. It's gonna be a blast. These people are also my friends, and I think you'll find these conversations are enlightening and will definitely be worth your time. You should listen on your commute to work, you can listen at the gym, or wherever you need a reminder that at the end of the day, especially when it comes to our work in retail, we are definitely all in this together. Thanks for listening. And remember, you can connect with Supplier Community anytime on YouTube, on LinkedIn, and on their website at supplier.community. I really hope you enjoy the show. I have the, the opportunity today to sit down and have a conversation with a friend of mine, Brad Godwin. Brad's with Shopkick. Yep. I uh, reached out to Brad and asked, asked you to be a part of this because, um, one, of course, all of my clients have used your product. It's pretty cool. I, I lo- I, and, and so we got a chance to meet each other and be a part of, you know, meetings with clients and doing stuff. Yeah. Uh, but two, you've been in this area. You, you seem like the kind of guy that, um, that's made a lot of friends, a lot of people en- enjoy being around you. And I think you've been successful. Yeah. So I'd love to sit down and let's talk for a bit. Is that Let's cool? Do it, man. We can do that. Let's okay, do it. cool. Uh, first off, congratulations. Yes. Uh, I do believe you were just recently promoted. That that is true. That's cool. We yeah, haven't talked yeah, about yeah. that. So, right? so yeah, so the new role um, is I'm now regional vice president of what we're calling our Central South. So think Texas over to Tennessee and down to the Gulf, um, where we're looking at how do we continue to take the idea of retailer specific knowledge expertise and expand that outside of just what we've been doing here with Walmart and Sam's Club, which is still be a part of my role and responsibility, but taking that across the country. Yeah, that's cool, so it's a little bigger. That's cool. The other thing I noticed um, is that you guys were just recently acquired by Trax, which is something neat neat to me. Yeah. I know a little bit about it, but um, we're not, not a sales pitch today. It's not yeah, a sales yeah. video, but course, I do I do want to know what's what does that bring to Shopkick and to yeah. the community here? There's some things that are that are new. Yeah, so Trax uh, has been around for a while, but they're they're headquartered in Singapore. Their vision, the founders um, are both from Tel Aviv originally, and how do we digitize the physical world of retail through intelligence, right? Like whether it's computer vision, AI, uh, machine learning, to be able to say, hey. In the world that we live in, everything's moving so fast. You know, you have in-store, you have OG, things are being picked from shelves now from, that aren't shoppers. These are associates right. that are picking things. How do we better have visibility to replenishment, to out-of-stocks? And so when we're talking about Shopkick, A, this gives us global scale. Mm-hmm. So right now we're based in the U.S. So I think there's opportunity that Shopkick will expand to other countries in the short term and or potential long term. And ultimately going, how do we look at when you look at merchandising and replenishment, how do you attach that to promotion? And are there mechanisms? So when a display is up and it's perfect and you do marketing, do you actually sell more things? Versus it's up, but it's not really perfect. And then you're doing marketing, what does that do? Or it's supposed to be up and it's not up at all. And then you're spending all these marketing dollars how do you have more efficiency throughout the organization? So that makes sense. it's very exciting. That is cool, that's good stuff. I yeah. love it, I love it, I love it. Um, I noticed um, looking at LinkedIn and your yeah. history, you've been here a long time. Mm-hmm. 
And it looks like you started out in kind of the advertising world. Yeah. A uh, ton of cool people, you know, uh, advertisers. You got, you know, um, in what? Who all have you been with? Yeah, yeah. Integer, in market. In marketing. I was at Mosaic. Mosaic um, before that. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I always joke with my wife. Uh, she's originally from Green Bay, Wisconsin, that everywhere she goes, like, Brad, you just know everybody. I'm like, well, I'm one of the few people who are from Northwest Arkansas. Yeah. I grew up here, I went to Shiloh, went to U of A, uh, and moved away and said, I'm never coming back. Like, I like Northwest Arkansas. I grew up there, but I'm, I'm gone. Is that your Nike thing? Uh, yeah. So That's I Nike, left, right? okay. went and worked at Nike. Yep. Um, and was like, I'm not coming back. Like that was like, I'm going as far away yep. as I can I made possibly it out. get. I made it out, right? And yeah. I made it out. And and oh how uh, you know, there's God has a sense of yeah, humor and and came back. And I can't imagine any other place I'd rather be uh, to raise a family. I have two daughters, seven and four, Dia and Aria, and my wife and I have been back about eight years now. And uh, it, it's one of those unique things. If you're in retail or you're in CPG, it's the place to be. I mean, when you're looking at innovation and what they're doing over the last even 12 months, it is the epicenter. And so, yeah, Northwest Arkansas is an amazing place and definitely have had the opportunity to work across a lot of different really cool brands throughout my career. That's so. pretty cool. I, um, I went to Shiloh as well. My oh. mom taught there for about 25 there we years. Go. taught second grade. Um, so I graduated oh. from Shiloh and then the U of A. So See, small I there. didn't even know Miss Lawrence. Yeah. I'm so, connecting the yeah, dots Mrs. now. Yes, so Miss Lawrence course. is my mom. Okay. Um, and then the other thing that was a cool <laughs> connection is awesome. I saw you're at JBU for a yep. year or so. And every summer, our church group would go to John Brown for a week and we'd have a week retreat there. So it's kind of cool. But See? anyway, so cool stuff there. That's kind of neat. Do, do you feel like, has it been different for you? Was the, was the transition from agency life to Shopkick, was it? agency project client kind of direction to sales was there a transition there it was yeah, hard for yeah, you? yeah, yeah. How did that work? I, I mean i think that it, it's interesting i look back almost three years ago when i started to try to process through this and, and you know everyone has to make decisions right when you're looking at your career mm-hmm. i i had had a lot of success on the client side on the agency side but what success oftentimes indicates for for most shopper agencies here is as you go up, there's more responsibility. Mm-hmm. Well, with that responsibility, there's more traveling. Yep. And so I had just had my daughter, uh, my wife and I had, she was two, and I was gone. Yeah. Like, yeah. hey Brad, you're really, like you're doing a great job. We need you in New York. Yep. Hey go, Brad, go, you're doing a great go, job. Go. We need you in Chicago. Hey, yep. we need you in, in San Francisco. Yep. And so I had this kind of epiphany, and this was, you have these at different points in your life. I was at XNA. And I had just gotten off a plane and I was walking back and like my wife surprised me with my daughter at the airport. At the airport you walked out. And she ran through the security thing. The alarms are going off. She's like, dad. And, and she's like, I don't want you to leave anymore. And she told that to me. And she said it in the sweetest two and a half year old that you can say. But I remember driving home going, man, what am I potentially giving up mm-hmm. for the success or however you want to call it promotions whatnot within the agency space and so that year i had been on 130 flights all over the place business was growing we were winning new business we were pitching new business our scopes of work were growing my team was amazing i love leading people and so having the opportunity to see young people grow and and flourish in their career was great but it was one of those transitions that said i need to do this for me and for my family. And so it was scary because when you've never done a role 
that's like that, where you're going, hey, I've always been on one side of the table. It looks like you were here doing these roles, leading people, leading organizations. And now you're going to go be by yourself, yep. and you've got to go sell things I'm back. I'm to all these sell. people. I'm, I own a number. Yep. Um, I think that the comfort was in the transition was I was comfortable with Shopkick. Mm -hmm. um, because I was spending money with them, I was working with them, I knew their platform really well. Um, so it's and a I comfort level because you knew what it, what it was. What it was. Believed it, in it. And, yes. Yeah, and I think that, that that's the, you know, would be the advice is I, I think oftentimes in the space, um, I always say, you know, in your career, you're going to have lots of paychecks. And there's typically two major things on a paycheck, who it's from and who it's to. Mm -hmm. Who it's from will change throughout your career. Mm -hmm. So sure. different roles, different companies, different jobs. Um, but who it's to will always be the same name. And so for me, the reputation of going, how do you just do the right thing? Like, so all the, the people that I had the opportunity and privilege of managing and pouring into, now when I transitioned, it was like, well, yeah, I'm, I'm in a different role, different context, but like, I care about you. Mm -hmm. Like, regardless of where you work, regardless of what you can offer me, regardless right. of you. this IO or any type of financial, it's, it's going, yeah. we're gonna be, I, I care about Libby, about you and your husband and your two kids and like what your hopes and dreams are way beyond this. And so for that transition, it was actually pretty easy because I've always been a pretty humanity driven individual of going, this has never been about when I was at in marketing or when I was at Integer about me and the company. It's about people. Um, and I think that oftentimes right now, specifically in this space is yes, humanity is important, but we oftentimes get in this very, like, what can you do for me? And or what have you done for me lately? Um, and it's very much like a, hey, I'm going to pay you or contract you to do X. And for me, when I came into this role, it was never about like, because this isn't about us like spending money with me. That, that has nothing to do. If I can help you solve a shopper barrier that you have, great. If I can't, Still love totally you. That's totally fine. Cool, right? Like we can sit and have coffee and talk about the things that actually matter. Because at the <laughs> end of the day, I love shopper marketing. I'm passionate about it. I'm passionate about retail. But like there's so many other things in this world that are far more important. And so trying to keep that balance as I made that transition was really helpful. That is so cool. I, I, I love shopper marketing. I fell in love with shopper marketing. But more than that, I've fallen in love with the people here. Yeah, and really. it's changed and grown. But the people are what make it. 100%. And, and I hate it when um, I've seen instances where it feels like we're getting to a point sometimes where, where it is transactional, where it is um, I'm the agency or you're the client or I'm the this or you're the that. And we have to fit in those roles, which we do, yeah. but we kind of miss the, the humanity of it. So maybe a good opportunity to talk a little bit about Walmart in the yeah. industry because that's kind of cool too. Um, we were just talking before this video started. Um, tons of changes. Huge changes. Like, Lots of changes. <laughs> like when I got into mar shopper marketing, it was how fast can we open the super center? Yep. And, and the growth happened that way. Now we're looking at Walmart competing with Amazon um, in the fight of their lives. I think they're in a great place, yep. uh, in a, point, a, a place of strength. I think it's going to be unique and interesting to see what happens. Um, but in the last couple of days, brand new news. Yep. Okay, so you and, I, you, you and I work in shopper marketing. We know for years it's been, I've got an in-store budget. I've got an online budget, my e-com budget. Um, all the shopper programs that we always build and use you guys for, it's, okay, we bring the, the program to the buyer and we get in-store merchandising. Yep. That's how it happens. And yep. we sell that through and that's how we get an ROI. Totally. It's pretty cool, right? Totally. It just works. Now Walmart says, okay, we're going to take these, these two, two merchandising islands yep. and we're going to bring them together. Okay, so now you've got e-com yeah. e and in-store all together. What do you think when you heard that? What, yeah, what's going through yeah. your head? I mean, I think that 
I mean, since January one, um, you know, with, with John uh, coming in as a CEO and his initiatives of how he's even looking at central ops in a new way, how we're looking at merchandising, how him and Mark are starting to envision the new omni-channel retailer of the future. Um, I think this, this is a step in the right direction of going, shoppers don't shop one way. I'm not a online grocery shopper. No, I shop, it depends on the need state. That's it right. depends on the day. It depends on my kid's attitude. Like, quite, there's so many variables of as a shopper, I'm not going, oh, well, I don't shop at Walgreens. No, like if I have a need state and Walgreens is right there, I'm just going to go in and do it. Or I'm going to shop at, I shop at the 808 West Walnut neighborhood market close to downtown Rogers because that's where I live. But like that's typically where I do grocery pickup. However, there are certain assortment items that are not available there that I'll go to store one for Mm -hmm. or I'll go to 5260. And so I think as you're looking at these merchandising to go, if the shopper isn't shopping that way, right, they're just just shopping Mm -hmm. need state then why are we buying from CPGs in a certain in a way, siloed yeah, in way, silos right? Too, like yeah. we should be leveraging a holistic pattern to go, this person might be buying a 12 ounce package of this at a neighborhood market. They might be buying a stock up mm-hmm. through online grocery. That doesn't mean, even if it's the same like retail outlet, it doesn't mean that why are we buying those separately? Mm-hmm. Th- those should be a uniform. Really and so I definitely think it's a step in the right direction. I think as we were talking earlier, now that that was announced this week, it's going, okay, so what's the response, right? Because I always like to say, so what? Okay, great. Okay, okay so what, what does this mean for me? Yeah. What does this mean for the industry? What does this mean for you know, my brand partners? And I think what that's gonna incorporate in the weeks, months, quarters, years ahead, every, every company's gonna move a little quicker or slower than others. That, yeah. But what does that mean from an organizational right. structure perspective? And that's from the chief customer officer and the all CMO the all the way down. Yep. How are teams gonna be organized? How are we going to position that to Walmart as this cohesive front now? Because if they're unified, CPGs need to be unified, right? Like Completely. that has to be the go-to-market. And so for us, as we're thinking about uh, budgets and shopper journeys and all that, okay, well, what does that mean? Well, now this is probably going to be long-term an easier, more fluid, less friction way to do business with Walmart and it, quite frankly, it's going to benefit, if anything, for the Walmart shopper. You so. should. And in my experience, all the, the agencies and the clients I've worked for and with, um, they're often in silos. And it's always following the money. It's, yeah. okay, where'd the budget come from? This is an e-com budget. This is an in-store budget. Totally. And, then the, and then the KPIs fall out of that. It's like, okay, well, if it's e-com, it's this. And here's the tactics. And here's my KPI. And in-store, yeah. it's different. Yeah. But, man, those go together now. So I, I look at my, my supplier partners and say, hey, your organization, like you just said, have to come overlap and they got to work together yep. one common goal how does my best shopper buy what they want when they want the way they want how they want whenever yeah. they want yeah right totally. boom there's totally. no there's no yeah. path it's yeah just, yeah and so. so it's it's um one of the the words that i've i've heard used is like this idea of fluid commerce mm-hmm. um or ambient commerce yeah. where it's like it's just happening right like it's not omni even. No, it's not pre-shop, no, shop, shop, post-shop. Post shop. It's just shop. It's a shop. I can shop. I can pull out my phone right now and buy That's something right. and it'd be at my house either today, later this afternoon, tomorrow, right. in two days. And so there's this whole expectation is that we're always shoppers. Mm-hmm. And we're right. always, the, so, so this whole idea of even shopper journey is it's, if it's fluid and it's always, or it's ambient, it's always happening and it's constantly on. Well, then one of the things brands have to do 
start to go, okay, how am I memorable? Because in a world of always on. Everything's on all the everything, time. Like, I can buy from anyone, anywhere, every time. Every brand's yeah. trying to get my attention. Everyone's trying to get louder. Every and so as everyone gets louder, what does that do? The whole volume increases. Just shut down. Think of yourself in a really loud room. <laughs> I just all you down, want right? is your noise canceling Bose headphones to like provide some silence. And so how do you find unique ways as brands to find and interact with those audiences? Um, I think is going to be increasingly important. It's not just about we're going to spend more money and we're going to be more loud. Like, like that's not going to cut it because I think in the world of this, this perpetual communication, perpetual ability to buy all the time, and everyone's going clang, clang, clang. Yeah. Hey, look at me over here. Like you, you need to bake more. Hey, you need to do more taco nights. Hey, you need to do whatever. Yeah. It's overwhelming, and so I think. Consumers are going to be increasingly looking for where can a brand meet me authentically? And, and coming out of yeah. a session I was in this week, one of the things that was, was said that I thought was brilliant was when technology is at its best, it is invisible. And to me, I, was, I just started pondering That's that. I said, for me, I think when shopper marketing is at its best, it's invisible, it's invisible. as well. And so it just meets a need. It's you just, can met your need. I don't know that someone's know was advertising me. Right? I'm just going, my life is busy. You came into it. You provided me a solution. I didn't even have to think about it. You made it just, really easy to do. And now my life as a mom or a dad or a grandparent is now easier. And I don't even realize what happened. Like yeah. that is going to be, I think, the future of Shopper. And what happens, you know, you look. One, you look at, um, at suppliers around here that look at uh, four to six week windows for promotions. And I've always asked myself, does that work when you got that blip and down and blip and down? And like, is there a way that we have more of a conversation that's ongoing, that's a longer period of time, that's just yep. consistent, yep. that kind of meets me where I am? Yeah. It's not, boom, I got, yeah, boom, budget goes up. <laughs> A promotion go. goes up and it goes back down. And then yeah. we measure it and go, why didn't it, why don't I have you sustained lift? Well, yes. it's because you, I'm not talking to her. I'm not talking to him exactly. in the right way yeah. uh, consistently. It just, it's and, and I think that's, you know, that's something that has been ongoing conversations, uh, let's <laughs> say, over the well? last two months. I'm just yeah. going, shopper marketing originally was built out of a support function of sales. Mm -hmm. P&G was yeah, one of the first people right. to, to kind of model yeah. that of going, hey, TM, we can't go to market just as brands anymore. We need to think about the shopper at Walmart and personalize that message. So what's transitioned though is because of planning cycles and the way that we've set things up is shopper marketing should be nimble in essence, mm -hmm. like in theory. But what's happened is, well, we're planning back to school in January. Okay, well, 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 there's a lot that can happen between, between January and back to That's school. Right. Um, and so, you know, when, when I'm sitting with a client and they're going, hey, everything, how's business? How's the category? How are you guys? Oh, things are great. And then all of a sudden at 10.07 on a Tuesday, they get a heater email from their merchant that says things are not good. And you're out of stocks or you're getting your price beats in the market are not well because your other team on Kroger is running this yep. crazy BOGO. Yep, right. And now we don't have a price advantage. And so things change very quickly. And so Shopper, in my opinion, when it's done well, should be nimble enough in this kind of like always on just of going, hey, numbers. you know what? At 10.07, we heard this thing and we need to adapt. By that afternoon, let's pivot. Mm -hmm. And let's now support this in a way that we think is unique and, and authentic to the shopper, the shopper and meets answer. the merchant's needs yep. and helps the sales organization you know, move quickly. Okay. And I think that that's something, again, we'll continue to see of this idea 
of going, and I hear this all the time, we just need, we just need sales. Cost per unit moved. I just need to move units. I need 20,000 units moved. I want to pull this easy, push the easy button mm-hmm. yep, and move those units, um, which is fine if that's the only metric you're looking at. But that's a very short game strategy. And I think what's happened is, is people have gotten addicted to the yeah, short game sales. Of like, I push this push button and this, and this happens. But what happens is, is, it, is if we're thinking about brands having an authentic long-term conversation with shoppers, yeah. that doesn't work. Because no. I'm like, oh, you're on... Uh, uh, you know, you're, you're doing yeah, a coupon and like you're, a, do- you're a dollar, you're a dollar off this four weeks. Well then the next four weeks when I'm having another need state, your competitors running a dollar off. Well yeah, then I'll just, boom, it's boom, just, boom, just perpetual forth, share, right? and share forth, shifting. And, forth, yep. and so I think when we're looking at what Walmart's trying to do and ultimately what brands, I think in partnership with Walmart is going, how do we help grow affinity? Mm-hmm. Like right. Brands, brands are created to, to hopefully the brand managers and brand directors to steward that brand so that there is some type of a, I always use the example of my wife loves Lululemon, like loves it. She's an ambassador. I mean, she just loves the brand. Um, she likes great value. Great value is fine. Like for certain products, she's like, I will totally buy great value. That's great. Like that meets my need. But she doesn't talk to her friends about great value. Right. It's not like, oh my gosh, yeah. you would not believe I bought this great value paper plate it and it was insane. <laughs> Where she will advocate yes. to the Go out of her way. degree yes. yeah, about sure. Lululemon. And I, and I use that as a, those are a, a kind of an extreme example of brands, but to go, how many brands are actually like building an audience? And when you look at the, even the trend of direct to consumer, the brand, the reason DTC is working so well is because they're building authentic relationships Directing with shoppers. Is, that's right. And they're going, yeah, I love Warby Parker. Mm-hmm. I love Harry's. I love Dollar Shave Club. That's and right. well, now you're starting to see CPGs that's go, well, go, wait, wait, wait. we want that. Yeah, yeah. I want you to love us, us like too, you love yeah. that. And so that's where all those acquisitions are occurring. Would love to find a way to kind of ask, you've shared a little bit of it. Um, is there anything that you've kind of learned along the way yeah. um, that you would maybe share with friends in the community to say, hey, here's you know, things I've learned that help me be more successful in this role or um, find balance and value in what I'm doing? And yeah. um, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Thoughts. Yeah. It starts. Yeah, I, don't some, to, I don't have to find yeah. you too much. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I mean, I think uh, I have just the greatest, uh, I always say I have the greatest job in the world because I, I have the opportunity to spend a lot of time with people. Doing this, yeah, having coffee, talking, and, talking about their marriage, talking about parenting, talking about work, um, talking about all the things that, that, that embark us in life. And I think the thing that I constantly realize is um, we are so blessed, right? Like gratitude is like probably the biggest thing that I've taken throughout my career of going, I have so much to be thankful for. Because yeah. in this world of perpetual comparison on social media and oh, this person's got this or this person's got that or I wish my boss was X Mm -hmm. or I wish my client was X or I wish my buyer at Walmart wasn't this way. We live in this perpetual unsatisfaction. It's just, and and I'm guilty of it and was guilty of it for a long time. You know, one of the big things that helped me was I I went through something called the Work Matters Institute here locally uh, about three years ago. And to be able to go like, is my purpose um, just this job? Um, And when you can kind of raise your vision on like, for me, I have 
I'm so blessed. There's, there's so many things to be thankful for. Um, and when you start to approach day as like, your day is 10% circumstances, 90% attitude. I know that's like an overly said thing, but like, I firmly believe that. And so I can come in today going, hey, I got in late last night from the airport. I'm tired. Both of my kids woke me up last night. My wife's in New York for work. I'm single dadding for the next couple of days. Life is really busy. Things are really crazy. Or I can go, you know what? I have a house. Yeah. And I got to sleep. It was cold last night and I wasn't cold. That's right. And I have two healthy children right. that I got to, they climbed in my bed and I got to cuddle with. <laughs> and I have a loving wife who supports me. And so now I walk into, I get to versus have to. And, and that's, you know, one of the things I, I, I get the privilege of mentoring some, some younger people. And that's one thing I always say is things are either get to's or have to's. If you have to turn this assignment around in 24 hours, if you have to do this for your client, if you have to do this for our, or I get to, I get, get to, to go do this. I get the opportunity. Like that one word of get and have totally changes perspective. But what that enables me to do at least is to go, it's not about Brad building this little kingdom for himself. It's not about Brad. It's, I hope that the legacy I'm leaving for my kids, for my wife, for my friends, I don't want someone to go, hey, Brad was awesome at shopper marketing and he was great at Shopkick. Mm. That would be, I, mean, I would feel very remiss if yeah. that was the, the definition or the identity structure of when people I meet with them, I hope they don't go, oh, Brad, the guy that works at Shopkick. I hope they go, man, Brad's an awesome dad. And he's a great husband. He's involved in the community with nonprofits, with his church, with whatnot. And he listens that, to me and he cares about me. And he did something without for any, me when he didn't have anything in return. I, I like, need he wasn't asking for an item. He wasn't after dollars. He was helping me, right? Yes. And I think that, that that just truly goes back to, in the long run, again, it goes back to humanity. It kind of comes full well, circle yeah, to say, if, if I care about you for Matt, Matt, offers me nothing. I, I don't need anything from you. There's no expectation. There's no, um, I'm not putting anything on you or projecting anything on you. I'm just saying, hey, I like Matt. He's a great guy. Let's get to know each other more. Let's talk life. Let's talk the difficulties of marriage, parenting, all, that. all the things. All that. Um, because what you start to do, what that develops is empathy. And so like, for instance, many a times in the past, when I was early in my career, everything was the blame game. This person's because. out to get me. This person's trying to screw me over. This buyer's trying to that make my fair. life miserable. That's, this client doesn't understand. Like all those things uttered out of Brad's mouth. But now I'm going, wait a second. Maybe if I start with best intent, this person's not out to get me. This person maybe is struggling with their mom just got diagnosed with cancer and they're dealing with something way bigger than this mm -hmm. stupid assignment. And it's hard and it's affecting yeah. the way that they're thinking That's about why work. They're reacting that, the way they're, they're that, reacting to me. That's why that they made decisions. Maybe made. just maybe there's other things at play and not everything's personal. Yeah. And that's given me so much freedom to go, well, now every day, every meeting, every client, every email, I'm not going, well, this person, what's their motive? Like, hmm, like, or, or combative. It's either yeah. standoff or attack to go, you know what? I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, you can listen. Like, you just had a 24-hour request. That's really difficult. But you know what? I'm going to assume that you didn't know about this for three weeks. I'm, I'm gonna sorry assume, I did that to you last week. <laughs> <time. laughs> you're good. You're good. Uh, but I'm going to just assume that you got something last night at 11 o'clock. That's right. And at 1130, you came to me because I'm a trusted partner and you knew that we could do this together. Yeah. And so 
I'm not going to judge you for it. I'm not going to be mad. I'm going to say, hey, I'm going to get in the boat with you. Let's go. Let's go canoe. I get it. We're both not set up for success, but we're together. Let's do we it together. We can figure this yep. out. Let's let's jump it's in. It's a relationship. And, and, and so that's so much of it, of those little nuggets that's that good. I just understand from that perspective. Thank you for sharing that. That's yeah. really cool. I love yeah. it. I get I get value. Where do I get my value from? Um, and how do I define that in my life? Yeah. And two, being grateful. Mm-hmm. Um, and being grateful for what I've got. Grateful for what, for what God's put in my life. Grateful for the people around yeah. me. Um, I love that. And I've, I've been trying desperately uh, and recently to really... Um, figure out how to find joy in each day and each thing that I'm doing. I think you gave me kind of a recipe for it. Yeah. I think that is great. Gratefulness is. Well, um, and, and I think that I'll just add one last thing onto that is I would be super remiss to not say I've had incredible people pour into my life, right? Like it's, it's this waterfall mentality, right? It's, like yeah. this is not something that Brad has birthed up. Oh, Brad's really great at all these things. I've had guys like Donnie Smith, who is former CEO of Tyson, who I've known since I was 12. <laughs> pour into me yeah. cup of coffee over cup of coffee with permission to speak truth into my life yep. going Brad yep. I love you but you are very short sighted with this mm-hmm. or the way you're thinking about your career versus your marriage versus your parenting out of balance out of balance yeah. like and I've given those people permission to speak into that a guy like Bill Waitsman mm-hmm. Henry Ho oh, yeah. Rick Henry's West awesome, really. I mean like there's been Ross Culley. I mean, there's yeah. been so many. David Roth. I, I could go I could probably go on right? for 30 minutes and we could do a whole session of the amazing people in Northwest Arkansas that have poured into my life. Elise Mitchell. These people are living, going, hey, I have learned and therefore I'm going to pay. So some of it's kind of like this pay it forward. Yeah. I have been invested in richly by some incredible, talented, probably world-class leaders and talented at what they do. And now it's going, okay, so it well, overflows, then it overflows on the people around going, you. This isn't just for me. I got to give yeah. this to other people. Yeah. Like this isn't yeah. just, it's a yeah. natural overflow. That's so. so cool. I was going to ask you at the end of this, trying to find a way to say, hey, Brad, if you were going to sit down and have a cup of coffee with someone, who do you think we should hear from? You just gave me about seven <laughs> amazing people that I know. I worked with yeah. Rick and with Henry and incredible people. Yeah. And they've done that their entire lives. Yeah. They just share so. with, and they just pour cool. into other people. It's yeah. cool. That's awesome. Um, Okay, to finish this up, yeah, I thought we might have a little fun with it too. Okay, this may turn out to be terrible. All good, but do, we're going to do um, do some questions. Let's do it. Maybe we do. Um, we're going to do rapid fire questions, and I've got my glasses on because I can't read. All good. Without them anymore. Okay, so we'll do two minute drill. Let's do as fast it. as I can. I've got thirty here, and you can even see what I've got. You ready? Okay. okay. If you don't know it, pass it and we'll roll. Okay. Okay. What's your favorite type of food? Uh, Thai food. Thai food. I love it. What color is your toothbrush? Uh, Blue. (laughs) It's blue. Okay. Do you have any pets? I do. Two dogs. Two dogs. What are their names? Uh, Cat and bear. (laughs) Cat. Yeah. Think about that. Okay. We're going to work on that. We'll come back to that one. If you could be any animal, who would you be? Ooh, uh, Siberian tiger. Oh, why? I got to know why. Uh, Because ever since I was a kid, I liked them. Okay. I don't know. What's one thing that's on or you'd like to put on your bucket list? Ooh, I, I would like to go to the Holy Land. I would too. So. I've been there one time I went in, um, in seventh grade. It was really, 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 uh, really yeah. cool. It's some friends. Top of my list. Okay. Uh, favorite superhero? Ooh, Batman. Okay. I like Batman too. <laughs> okay. Uh, favorite summer activity? Summer activity, uh, probably There's grilling. Grilling outside. Just having okay. people over and grilling. I love it. That's awesome. Uh, what's your dream job? Are you doing right now, it? I, I kind of feel like I'm doing it, so yeah. I, I won't. Uh, yeah, this is 
Okay. I'm living it right now, living you, the dream. I love it. Are you a morning or a night person? Morning. You got up this morning yes. with almost no sleep. You, yes. you seem like me. I, I like, like morning. Get up and get rolling. Start, okay. start before the sun. Okay. Now, what's your biggest addiction? Ooh, mm. biggest addiction. Yeah. Um, Chick-fil-A is pretty high up there. <laughs> I'm <laughs> honest. Yep. Okay. What's a book you're reading right now? Oh, you know, I just started a book called The Joy Model. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, is kind of looking at some of these examples of what makes up joy and the people who are joyous, kind of what are the defining characteristics of those people. That so, for them. Yeah. That's really cool. Uh, we'll have to pick up that book and yeah. see what it is later. That'd be good. Um, favorite band? Ooh, favorite band. Um, or, 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 or a couple of bands. I, I love Ed Sheeran. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Ben Rector. Um, I mean, U2 is probably one of my favorite bands of all time. So, yeah, those are three that, cool. I, that I listen to a lot. If you could get in a time machine, when would you go and where would you go? Ooh, I would love... Uh, uh, there's a couple of time periods I love. I think it would be really, really interesting to be hanging out with Mr. Columbus around 1491 um, and just going, what is the dynamic of people setting off for this exploratory this thing yeah. um, with the hopes and dreams and ideologies uh, <laughs> and then to live through that and go, hey, I wonder what those expectations were and then yep. what the realities were yep. that followed. That would be super interesting. What is the coolest thing that God has done this year in your life? Oh, man, so many cool things. Uh, I think the biggest thing is you know, for me and my marriage, I can just speak to that. I think marriages right now, this is a passion point. It's hard. Divorce rate in Benton County is higher than it's ever been. It's one of the highest in the United States. Uh, marriage is difficult. Parenting is hard. There's a lot of demands on us. Um, and Leslie and I have been working through that yeah. and working working on our marriage, whether it's in counseling, going to marriage conferences mm-hmm. and just going, hey, despite everything else that's out there, this is the most important relationship we have on this earth. Um, how do we actually love each other and stay connected? Um, God's been doing some really cool things and just reminding us of why we came together, the vision for our marriage and our parenting. Um, it's been really, really awesome. That's awesome. So, I love it. Yeah. Okay. Question's over. I have to say thank you. Yeah. Thanks for course, spending man. time with yeah, me. Dude. Of Thanks for coming and yeah, just man. being on the no, on video no, and us no, chatting. Um, awesome. This is really cool. Um, it's meaningful. Yeah. And you spoke, spoke to me, so thanks. Yeah. You've been listening to another episode of the Supplier Community Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. To get in touch with us, any of our experts, or to be featured as a supplier community expert, reach out to amanda at supplier.community.